0: Shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth as a companion when you got pun on the canoe route Hopped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, armchair fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Once Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua as always, and today I've got with me Coach O, the one and only
0: from Fact Fitness Texas.
1: Dude, I am so happy I was able to get you on the podcast, man, because you've been such a positive influence in my life. And most of the people who I've fought on at this point are like knuckle dragging fucking comedians and shit, right? right. And like, uh, they're not able to contribute as positively as, as I might like. So it's really funny, but like, I think you're gonna have some really positive stuff to say. Um, I know that whenever I did some personal training I lost like 25 pounds with you in like 6 weeks Mm -hmm. and I got like very fit and it's actually what got me oriented on my health I mean I haven't done as well as I would like but like dude I'm definitely not 500 pounds anymore you know what I'm saying I'm definitely holding it down and uh, and I think that I can really attribute that to like the work we put in with you Um, I had some really really bad memories with working out and stuff and you Mm -hmm. all kind of turned that around and make it to where I was able to like build a little reward system around doing it and, like, have some positive memories with it. And,
0: like, this is one of the first times I've been able to really thank you for the work you put in with me back then. I really appreciate it, like, to this day. Man, well, listen, I appreciate you having me here. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this podcast, um, and I wanted to uh, take the time out to say, you know, I thank you as well because I get personally invested in all of my clients, and it was a joy having you uh, and, and training you and being able to help push you. And uh, everybody is unique and different, and, and, and takes a different touch. So, um, I, to say the least, man, I really enjoyed the time together, and, and to see you keep it up after was was even more impressive. Well, so, so I've gotten I down to, to 265. I'm floating around 290 right now. So I've gotten up about 25 pounds,
1: but it's like it's, <laughs> it's literally sodium, <laughs> fucking carbs yeah, and sugar, bro. Like, uh, like, it, like it, I, swear I swear to God. God if I cut those three things out, I drop that 25 pounds in, like, six weeks. Um, it's so ridiculous how, how much that influences uh, the, the weight. Like, because the sodium makes you retain the water, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the sugar is just, just all around bad. But, like, a sweet tea and a chips and salsa, bro, it's, like, my fucking downfall, bro. It really is. We got to get you some new go-tos.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, we really do. We really do.
1: So uh, I've, I've done well with my, uh, with my sweet tea, actually. Now I do, like, almost no sugar in my sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, I even, like, took a sip, and I was like, fuck, this is sweet at all. Like, might I need, like, might like, need to start putting some more sugar in this? Um, and now I don't, like, munch potato chips all the time. Like, I don't get this like, flavored potato chips. The only time I'll ever get them was if I get tortilla chips, I am eating them with salsa. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, like, usually salting that shit up. So, like, it's, like, it's still bad, man. It's still bad, but, uh... To, to say that I'm doing as bad today as I was whenever we first got introduced mm-hmm. would be a fucking falsification. I'm definitely doing much, much better these days.
0: Yeah, no. I'm, I, I i can see it and I can hear it in your voice, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So, the, the workout that I've
1: been doing recently, uh, well, really, like I say, recently, like for the last forever now. Um, is the Saitama workout. Are you familiar with anime at all? No. Uh-uh. Uh huh. So there's an there's a anime called One Punch Man. Okay. And the main character's name is Saitama. And he's like just like Goku, Goku level strong. strong. Like literally he finishes everybody with one fucking punch. Like, like he's it. like bored with it type shit. Uh huh. And he takes on this like super powerful apprentice who's like, how do I get as like strong as you? And he's like, Christ, this is what you, you do. 100 push ups, 100 situps. 100 squats, 10 kilometer run every day. And like,
0: like, it's like, that, that fucking hard, dude. <coughs> like, we're fucking superheroes, bro. Like, yeah. that's how I'm supposed to get as strong as you.
1: But, uh, so I'm not quite able to do that. Um, but I do 100 push ups for my knees, mm-hmm. 100 crunches, and 100 body squats mm-hmm. every day. And I'm able to do that every day pretty effectively. Uh, and like, uh, I can feel my form getting better. Like, I can feel like the right muscles developing at the point where I can actually, like, do the push ups the right way mm-hmm. and, like, the squats the right way. Like, I uh, it's neat doing them that long, like being able to like feel the difference in how like I was compensating in weird ways for like not having the right strength to do that mm-hmm. stuff the right way. Tell, Tell me about, about that run. So, uh, <laughs> what I, so what I do is I do an hour of cardio. I do, okay. I do an hour power walk. Okay. Yeah? And, uh, and that like is a motherfucker. Like it, like you think it's not much, but like it is, um, but so again, I'm not able to do that as often as I'd like. Um, because I've got my boy, and I'm watching him solo style, right? And like, mm-hmm. he ain't trying to walk for an hour. You know? Like, he's too. He's mm-hmm. like, bro, f- <laughs> fuck this after a while. And uh, I can't do it at night. Like, he's sleeping, and I just can't leave the house alone. Like, I just can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then So two nights out of the week, I have him, and then two nights out of the week, I'm mm-hmm. doing this podcast and stuff overnight. And so, like, really, it was like three nights out of the week where, like, I can go do it overnight when I'm not, like, thoroughly occupied. The only other time that I can realistically get to doing it is by I, like, wake up it, five in the morning and go get it done before i go pick up you know, in the morning and like i have a crippling video game that <laughs> serve, my dude like i fucking am playing go to Tsushima right now and i'm like let's get this fucking podcast over so i'm going fucking play some video games so yeah, yeah. And, but I, I do do it three days a week every week and they're usually like right in a row like you just do them all in a row which i wish i was able to break them up mm-hmm. but instead it's like one after another like by the uh, third day, I like, have blisters on my feet. Like every time, I'm like, "Fucking wow, this is rough." But I do I did, it, and I've blown through like several pairs of shoes doing
0: it. And uh, so, how do you find time to set your fantasy football lineup, bro? Like, I can say this because I can say this because <laughs> I know that my
1: fucking friends don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck about football at all. Like, I would really like, like watching martial, martial arts and anime. Uh-huh. It's anime. In anime, straw hat and a fanny pack, that's the lifestyle i (laughs) lead. Fantasy football, Uh, I've been been doing doing it for so long that, like, I can just pull up the numbers and, like, pull up, like, ten articles and, like, have a pretty fucking good idea of what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I probably made some mistakes here and there, but, like, you know, I I feel pretty good good about my team, team. and, And, um, yeah, so it's just real, real easy for me, and it's not something that I, like, invest a lot of time in, the thing that I put more time into with fantasy football is talking shit with my friends like we've been (laughs) doing it together for like 12 years and we have the most absolutely vicious (laughs) fucking group chat going like I swear to god if there's ever anything that will prevent any of the guys in in that group from getting to positions of actual prominence it's the (laughs) contents of that chat like I swear to god if I were trying to be president like some weed is gonna go and nab those files and they're gonna be like look at the shit Josh said. it's <laughs> going to be like, I said those things. And holy shit. Wow. It looks really bad in quotations. <laughs> like, Whoa, oh my God. Oh man, that's hilarious. So, so last year, so I understand you're not a fast football this year, but you get what's going on. Uh, last year, the guys, because again, I'm not super well prepared. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys talked me into drafting J.K. Dobbins, my fourth round pick, and J.K. Dobbins had a fucking blown out me. Yeah. And he was listed as questionable in the app, and like the guys knew, like I was just one of those in the app. Mm-hmm. So a normal human who doesn't invest fucking lifetimes of effort into this shit. I just like show up and I'm like we're gonna do it, and uh, I was so like god honestly mad. Like, <laughs> with, my, with my friends, like, the, the whole season, season was null and <laughs> at that point. I was like, you got to sabotage my draft again. They sabotaged my draft once before. Um, but we won't go off into that. We're, like, we're already digressing into that. It's football <laughs> hard. Um, but, so I sold off my, my top-round picks, like, pretty early on in the season. Like, I was still able to stay competitive throughout the season. I finished, like, middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. But I got rid of... Uh, Tyreek kill for a second round pick, and I got rid of Travis Kelsey for a third round pick. And so I came into this year's draft with five picks in the first four and the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. And I was referring to those picks as my Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I've got my Infinity Gauntlet assembled now, and yeah. uh, uh, I changed my team name to the Infinity Stoners. Oh, uh, so you who you got to tell me your roster, roster now? I'll pull it up. I'm <laughs> proud of it, bro. I'm proud of it. I really am. Like I'm projected the most points in my league right now, and here's the thing: is that I was able to reach for uh, for Hopkins uh, mm-hmm. from uh,
0: Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's suspended, but, but he's going to come, come back, back oh, and yeah. fucking dunk on people, bro. And <laughs> so my team was so stacked with my first five picks that I was able to reach for him before anybody else realistically could. They're best still trying to like, get their starters. Uh-huh. And I had a whole starting lineup, and I was like, bro, I got all my starters this time, and start drafting like backup receivers. And
1: there's Hopkins. Oh, I already got the best team in the league, and I'm about to have that like extra Infinity Stone added into this. Like, wow. Um, so yeah, I feel really, really confident about my team on the second half of the season for sure. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be like Thanos snapping people away. Bro, like for real. Like I've already got memes like in the can. Bro, like I'm yeah, when you're ready. So, so I drafted a uh, Lamar Jackson for my quarterback,
0: Okay. which some people
1: like, this question. questionable. he's having like, trouble with his team right now, mm-hmm. bro. The fact that he didn't get that deal signed, he's gonna be playing. With, he's mm-hmm. gonna be proving a point all season, bro. Like he's gonna be playing like like he wants to go win a Super Bowl with a better team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna he's gonna ball for me. Uh, and then I've got a uh, Mike Evans mm-hmm. as my number one. Like Tom Brady slinging that football. Come on, he's like. Come on. Uh then uh, I've got DJ Moore, which uh the receiver for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, some and some people are kind of hating on that pick. But here's the, the thing. Their quarterback situation has gone awful. This guy is a primetime time possession receiver. receiver. Like he's like, gonna <laughs> run hitches and catch the football. No <laughs> matter what, bro. And uh, we just switched to PPR, so I think his, his, like, slightly higher volume than most other guys is going to really come in and play dividends. Like, he, I've had him before, and he's, like, one of the most consistent receivers around. Uh, mm-hmm. Really happy with that pick. Okay. Then I've got uh, Dalvin Cook. hmm Big Goon, that uh, running back. Then my, my most suspect, my second most suspect pick. Because, uh, man, my league drafts running backs like crazy. So I took Aaron
0: Jones. What, what team is that? That's it? the Packers. Okay. And
1: okay. he typically he balls every okay, year. He know. balls every year, but there's like know. this, this mean, new guy. They're like, it
0: might be it might be by a committee. committee.
1: Who knows? Because, because like the guy, the guy did well in preseason, but like, bro, it's the Aaron Jones show. He's, he's, such, a, he's, he's such a good, good, good receiving running back. Mm. Like he's gonna in it It's PPR now. Like it's, it's first, first year PPR for us. And so again, when we get extra points, he's catching the ball from Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And so I feel I feel very good about it. Like
0: Jones, Cook, Mike Evans, is strong. Uh, and then I've got a uh, Rashad Bateman
1: uh, as my flex. He's the he's the clear cut number one for uh, Baltimore. Okay, like I've got the quarterback. I've mm-hmm. got his number one option. Like yeah. tomahawks <laughs> and that. And, and I got him late in the draft. I was really really pleased with that. And then I got Kittle right. at tight end. I wasn't very pumped on that. He's always injured, but so I went ahead and yeah. I, he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's hurt a lot. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. literally. Like right now. He's got, got a fucking hurt groin. <laughs> you know, he hasn't even played a fucking game, game yet, bro. So like,
0: what am I gonna so? I so I picked up a
1: break off the uh, Cameron Break, the the Tampa Bay tight end. Okay, I figured he might like get some extra volume with the Gronkowski out of the now of Like Tom Brady likes those tight ends. He's like like the guy there at tight end now. So like, probably gonna get the same like amount of looks as like any other tight end except Tom Brady throwing him the ball. So like, yeah, let's do that. So, let's go for that guy. I like I to bet, bet on good, good quarterbacks. What right I'm saying? Right. Like, who doesn't want the guy having Tom Brady throwing <laughs> the You know? And yeah. then I've got, like, Melvin Gordon, the third, as uh, my backup running back. I oh, see at now? Uh, Denver. Okay.
0: Uh, which, you know, split time. And it's like, meh. Nah, I'm not very
1: deep at running back. Um, I got Hopkins, um, who's <laughs> going to come <laughs> in the second half of the season and just rake people over the coals. Um I got A.J. Green as, like, the guy who's going to be the primary beneficiary of uh, Hopkins being gone the first half of the season. So, like, I was hoping that maybe he'd do something for me.
0: I he was in Arizona. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got Paris Campbell, who's, like, the number two guy. Looking like he's going to be the number two guy for the Colts, which you've got, a, you've got like, a good receiver in front of him. On, like, a run really heavy offense, so, like, meh. Um, I got a D.J. Chark Jr., who's now with Detroit, who I'm hoping is going to do better now that he's not in Jacksonville. Um, he was literally listed as like the player most likely to have a bust out year on my entire draft, which was cool. Uh, and then I got Chase Claypool, which man, uh, the Steelers aren't looking great. Um, yeah, I might not be too happy with that pick at all <laughs> at this point. But, uh, and then I've got, uh, the Indianapolis Colts defense and, uh, Bass, the uh, kicker for Buffalo, but I mean, I typically, typically go through and, and like look at who the team that like is either who's the. the- Who's the team that's putting up the fewest amount of points or who's the team that's turned over the ball the most? Mm-hmm. And if I can get the defense that week that's, that's playing against either of those teams, I'm, like, a real happy camper. Yeah, because that's how I usually play. I always get a defense because, like, you have to draft one by the end of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, playing clever on my defense all throughout the season. I'm real big on, like, outscore. If I can get three sneaky points out of my kicker that no one's expecting, like, by having, like, I'll reach for a good kicker whenever people are still, like, getting backups. Mm-hmm. And then I'll reach for a good defense and play off the waiver wire the rest of the season. And like I feel like, man, those like 10 points you can get out of those two positions is like, the difference. And like, winning and losing is close. Mm-hmm. So No, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a good watch, especially a
0: receiver. you got a nice receiver, of Yeah, I'm really, really proud of our team core. My My running back situation is a
1: little suspect with me not having much depth there and with uh, Aaron Jones like potentially splitting time um, I'm not too pleased with those two picks but I'm very happy with Dalvin Cook very happy with Lamar Jackson very happy with my receiving core mm-hmm. yeah
0: and obviously my defense is going to do well all season because of how I play it did you have a chance to draft Debo Samuels on San Fran I can't remember to be honest I think that uh, so I know that uh, he
1: went high because he has that like flex capability where he plays running back and all those other positions and like get weird touches, and, like, and he was very much on the radar of everybody on my league. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. Because someone had him last year, and he, like, balled out for, like, 18 points a game all season. <laughs> we were all like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And took a hard look, and, like, yeah, like, a whole bunch of shit talk happened, and the shit talk went about it, so, like, <laughs> he was, like, firmly on everybody's radar. So, um, I probably did not have, like, the opportunity to draft him where I wanted. He's definitely someone who would have gotten reached for it in my league. All right, last question. Who was your first pick? Oh, my first pick was, uh, uh Dalvin Cook. Okay, Dalvin yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because, because again running mm-hmm. backs are going quick, bro. Like mm-hmm. I had the sixth pick and like Dalvin Cook was best available running
0: back. Like there was Dang.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean and like the mm-hmm. next round came around uh uh my Packers running back was the best available both mm-hmm. my both my both my first two picks were best available running back. Yeah. And one yeah, running, running backs went quick. But, yeah, which it's just not enough depth. There, like, there's like 12 good dudes, maybe tops, and then it's just like a really steep drop off. So, like, everybody's like, we need those guys because there's so much depth at receiver. There's guys who mm-hmm. pop every week, and so, like, it's, it's typically a race to get the good running backs and the good tight ends in my league because there's like such a steep fall off after the top few one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like how I didn't get that's how I didn't get a, a good tight end. That's why I got a kill because, like. People realize what I was doing. They're like, "Oh, we got to get out in front of this and like get people who are like going to be the best at position. Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to have the best at position." And so I'm mad at it. Pretty mad about my kill pick. Like, man, he was like by like pretty wide margin best available at the time though. So it was like, I guess we're going to do this. And like before the season even season even started, he's got a fucking hurt groin. So that's life. But. So, you're rocking your Fat Fitness
0: hat. So you own and operate Fat Fitness out of Georgetown. That's correct.
1: So how long? So you used to have a spot, a smaller spot, right? And then you then you went over to the spot that I started. And I was like, was I literally the first person you were your personal training over
0: there? Pretty much. You were one of the first ones yeah. when I moved um, from the smaller location into the bigger location. Yeah. So, what would be like?
1: if you were just sit back and think on it, what, what would be, like, your guiding principles that have led you to, like, because obviously you're very fit, you have, like, a successful gym, like, you got a big, nice truck, like, everything's, like, it, you, you've got to go in. What would you say, like, the, the guiding principles that have got you there are?
0: So, i say there's a few. Um, one thing I like to say is keep the main thing the main thing. So, for me, the... to... to run a successful business, I have to get results for my clients, right? So setting up um, the system and setting up the business and what we do and how we uh, uh, deploy the various skill sets that we have is with the goal in mind of getting results for the client. So that would be number one. Um, Just um, actually delivering delivering on the promises, right? We're going to get you results. And so the number one
1: thing in your mind is if you're going to make that promise, you have to, like, focus on delivering on that. Yeah. Dope.
0: Uh, so that would be number one. Um, number two would be, like, um, discipline and consistency, um, making the stuff that uh, you necessarily don't like to do, making yourself like it, find a way to like it and to do it anyway um and being consistent yeah like I'm certain like paperwork
1: weird stuff licenses <laughs> yeah. all the little stuff that like no one ever thinks about and that like drags you down like you get you lose an entire day to go into the courthouse and fill out a piece of paper like no one ever wants to do it but like that's what legitimizes you yeah and then number three
0: is consistent consistency like stay consistent uh consistency will will uh Outlast and and win over lack of motivation. So, you know, people as humans, we jump in and out of being motivated with stuff. But if we can't stay consistent, you know, that consistency helps also bring back that motivation.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's it's a. Almost like a fake it till you make a situation, man. Like you're, if, if you do it, I read a thing that said if you do something long enough, your brain will like find a way to develop a reward system around it, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So you could be fucking pushing a hoop down the road with a stick. If you did that long <laughs> enough, you would find a way to be like, oh, I kind of am looking forward to that, right? And uh, and that's what happens with working out. I know that, like for me, what's finally like what's really turned the corner for me in like the recent months has been that I get to where I. I enjoy the feeling of accomplishment after doing it and I enjoy um, like the next day, like I do I do my hour power walk like after three days and I can feel my pants hit looser. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like a ooh, I like that, you know what I'm saying? And so I've found like my little things, like it's still hard, man, like I still have some motivation issues, right? And, like some competing things that I'm working with for my time. But at the end of the day, like uh, it's got to the point where like doing my doing my push ups and sit ups and stuff every day, like I look forward to it and doing my and like I not only do i look forward to getting to do my hour power walk but i like feel bad about not doing it all the days like i like i want to do it tonight mm-hmm. but like, i'm going to be up here editing doing it myself so i'm not going to have that opportunity right And like um so yeah it uh, i always say that consistency over time like that's the big one is consistency over time yeah and you're
0: somebody that's very self where like you alluded to something that i use to try to figure out what's the best way to communicate and relate to clients which is what is going to get that particular client that dopamine hit right what do they enjoy what do they get out of it when do they feel the sense of reward like uh when they when it's they like oh man i did something positive towards my goal today right and being able to figure out what that is and being able to touch on that and, and uh, tap into that and help them uh, along their journey because that's not always gonna be there. You're gonna have bad days and stuff. What's gonna happen? And days where you're fucking, fucking throwing up in the
1: in the in, in the bathroom. Going, I fucking hate this. I'm never coming back. This asshole <laughs>
0: ran me until I threw up again. <laughs> yep. But it's that. But still finding a way to make that connection, where even though you have that thought, the relationship and the rapport is strong enough where you're not actually like. I'm never coming back here again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> just, like, you're just like hating the torture at <laughs> the moment but like at the end of the day like what you've the, the
1: positive that you did for me way outweighed the, the, any, any negatives of of like being better about how hard I was working and so uh, I guess like the two main ways that you would discover that are just by like asking the right questions mm-hmm. and by like objectively observing mm-hmm. right? like, you see like us, you see online and yeah. I'd be like that's the moment we gotta figure out how to capture that lightning in a bottle so the fact that you're like that aware of it like makes a lot of sense why you were able to do like what I described at the beginning of the podcast for me right like you're obviously like very aware of uh, how to uh, watch and listen and ask the right questions to get to where you're creating a positive environment around doing this thing that most people typically aren't doing Mm -hmm. because it's easier and more rewarding in the short term to be sedentary and so you're finding a way to like get past that man that's really dope like it helped me it helped me like and then the god's honest truth is that it helped me and like i was i was pretty damn out of shape you <laughs> know it's pretty damn out of shape man and uh and you were able to be patient with me and i just again like i, I don't want to sit here and fanboy and fawn too much like i really
0: really appreciate the work you put with me and that's the key you know like we're in the personal training business if you will but myself and, and all my staff i have set up as coaches because there to me there's a very distinct dish, difference between a trainer and a coach and there's so much more that comes with coaching and there's uh so much more uh involvement uh involvement attention and, and all of those things uh but there's a naturally a more connective relationship there as well yeah you're doing, well, coaches are building people
1: mm-hmm. right trainers are just like these are the functions you do at X times and like this is the path, right? And like they're just kind of there to illuminate the path. Whereas coaches I think typically take on a more active role in like caring for someone personally, right? Like, dude, I want to see you succeed personally and like we're gonna put in that work to make sure that we get there together. Absolutely. That was absolutely the vibe that I got the whole time Mm -hmm. I was there. I mean I like I again would love to I mean I still have membership. I was just (laughs) I just I just love the sport, but uh, you know I'm just <laughs> doing it at home now. You know, you know what I'm saying? I've mm-hmm. gotten to where I figured out my little routine where I'm able to we'll do it at home, and like your gym, like ultimately, like really served its purpose for me. Mm-hmm. So, coach O's key to, keys to success are: number one, follow through on your promises and deliver. Mm-hmm. Number two is be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Number three is be consistent. Yeah. that's a solid list. you yeah. mm-hmm. I really do believe that like if anybody hears that and follows through on that, they're gonna like get there you know what I'm saying
0: no absolutely and I think you can apply that to pretty much anything that's a lot of the message that I give to my aspiring athletes who want to play in college or play at the next level I mean those are are key principles and you know their growth and being able to uh, develop and continue on so to to, like to to your own horn a little bit like how many how many
1: kids in locally have you been been able to like get placed in college and stuff like you know like how good is that i mean I, I go there and i see your wall of yes. people who have like gone and gotten scholarships and gotten onto these programs and like gotten where they wanted to go and that's so dope like what like how
0: many think you've you've gotten there that's so i'm means. easily over 100 a division one athletes right now that's amazing yeah. dude that's amazing it yeah. that really is amazing so it, i've been fortunate like uh that a lot of uh, talented kids and hardworking kids who were dedicated to their craft have been able to come through our doors, and we just play a small part in their journey and help them get to the next level.
1: That's awesome, um, man. So,
0: like, are there any like particular
1: stories with these kids? You know, I'm saying names, obviously. Is there any stuff? Is like, what's the most inspiring thing that you've seen
0: out of, out of any of these kids in the last like wow. since you've been at the new spot? There, There's uh, a lot. So I had a guy, I'll show one, one story, and he was a tremendous athlete. Um, I think the kid could have played multiple sports. And for whatever reason, he wasn't getting the looks and the calls uh, that he thought he would get, that he was supposed to be getting. He was going into his senior year, and obviously he's getting nervous. He's seeing his teammates and people around him and his travel club team getting offers and signing and getting scholarships. And he's like, what am I doing wrong? I know I'm this next that, his grades were good. And it was the mental part of, hey, stick to it. Don't worry about anything external. You focus on you, you do what you do every day. You come, you show up and we have an opportunity to get in front of, you know, coaches, uh, you show out and show them what you what you got. Believe in the process. Yeah. Stay, stay consistent. Stay disciplined. Lo and behold, a month before his season started, he got a full ride offer that he wanted to get, and um, his mom in particular came to me and was in tears and was thanking me for not only the work that I did with him physically, but being able to keep his head in a game mentally, and um yeah keep just and him not him not failing on himself and <coughs> believing in himself absolutely because what i didn't know specifically was i guess there was multiple times that he contemplated quitting and giving up the sport and not following through with his dream because he wasn't getting what he thought he should have got out yeah, it was, of his it, was it was disheartening right. like like at, at the end of the day he was doing something
1: he loved and then him not measuring up to his own measure like he like he thought he should be getting these things and so it's really really disappointing whenever people don't live up to their own measure of success yes. he was living up to his own measure of success and it took this thing that he loved and turned it into like this thing that he really wasn't enjoying anymore because he wasn't being able to do as well with it as he thought that he should be doing Right, and, and you were able to be there, and we got rock for and Be like, no, my dude, like you keep working hard, you stay consistent, you stay disciplined, you follow through on the plan, and it's gonna work out, and it worked out, man. You know, that's amazing. That's, that's like, like that's like, it's like it's that's like, like that's all the feels that, that I wanted, it Right, it, really it is. is. Like that's <laughs> crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy. Like us as an
0: adult, and magnify it, magnify it times ten for a teenage athlete is somebody telling you hey, I believe in you, before there's reason to believe, before you obtain all this stuff that you think you feel like or other people think you feel like you're supposed to, and you have somebody consistently in your corner that's not your parent that's saying, stick to it, dude. Yeah, someone who
1: you know isn't supposed to be doing it unconditionally. Yes. Right, like someone who you believe would give you that reality check and be like, hey, bro, like this might not be for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he, trusts that if, mm-hmm. he trusts that if you saw that it wasn't for him, you'd have told it wasn't for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you have that level of trust where there's the the complete, uh, and it it isn't unconditional, right? Like, you're there to be real with them and to, like, be an outside force to, like, to to push them in a positive direction. So uh, that's, like, a really, really dope story, bro. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. That's really cool. Um, So for me, I like to... uh, i like to do a lot of meditation mm-hmm. i think that mindfulness is really really important and uh what are you guys are you guys doing anything like that in, in like yoga or anything like that in that in that general direction to like promote mindfulness outside of that so we have uh, we have
0: a yoga program but something that i incorporate in all of our training sessions is what i call mental coaching so it it is it, not directly medication i mean meditation However, what we really focus on is mentality, approach to the game, confidence, belief in self, discipline. Those are kind of the key factors that psychologically get you prepared to go out and perform, to stay unaffected by, you know, everything going on around you, whether it's social media, whether it's coaching, whether it's naysayer, whether it's, you know, uh, opponents talking shit or, you know, whatever that that's out there that can be a distraction or cause you to lose focus or lose confidence uh, and being really able to hone in on what you want to accomplish and what you want to do for yourself so that's a big part of what we incorporated into the training both verbally verbally and physically um and i want to talk about the physical aspect because a light bulb for a person kicks on when you are presented with a challenge and in the beginning you have this sense of hesitation, like I can't do it, I can't do it, and you're not allowed to quit until you're able to accomplish it. And then when you go from I can't do it to realize that I can do it, that switch kind of kicks on, like, all right, maybe I can't do this, maybe I do have this and is, is so much more there by being able to physically experience and internalize that versus somebody telling you something. Yeah, well, so the
1: understanding can be nonverbal, mm-hmm. right? Like like I, I, I sincerely feel like words, like the chit chat that we hear in our brain is like our higher self trying to rationalize what's happening to like the ego part of our brain that like controls the mechanism, right? Like at the end of the day, um, I don't need to look at you and go that's coach oh in the back of my mind to know who you are like, mm-hmm. i see you and i just know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and whenever you can create a truth that just like impacts suddenly mm-hmm. like a joke like like you know someone tells you a joke and it's like ha ha oh there's like a spontaneousness to it right uh-huh. and there's something about that like spontaneous occurrence that really matters right mm-hmm. like it's more difficult to create that spontaneous occurrence of words or rather it's easier to create the spontaneous occurrence of words, but it's less impactful, right? Uh, doing it whenever, like, they're able to, like, get that feeling of accomplishment yes, on their own. Yes. They know what that feels like, and that's something that, like, doesn't need to be spoken like. mm-hmm. They
0: know, you know, like, we're here. They're, they're there, you know? Right. And, like, you, t- you uh, kind of borderline touched on another uh, connection that's so important as being an athlete. You know, a lot of all sports are mental, but obviously it's just played out physically, so that physical connection to that connection and training, when you you know experience that, that that really is um, more. Uh, what I want to say, it, it uh, holds a lot more weight psychologically when you can feel it. Absolutely, so, mm-hmm. yeah. When, when it isn't just a when it isn't just a concept, mm-hmm. whenever it's a feeling, whenever mm-hmm. you feel that shit, it isn't mm-hmm. just like
1: an abstraction. It isn't just a thought that you think about. You know, it isn't like someone who's never felt pride thinking about the concept of pride. It's someone who's proud. You know, it's it's a a different feeling. And uh, one of the things that I really like what you're always talking about is like the consistency over time and like discipline. Uh, Aristotle used to say that your habits will carry you through anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If You have a good set of habits. You'll uh, follow through and like get through any difficult circumstance that world throws to you and you don't even have to think about it at that point because you're just doing what you do you've built a series of operations that you do that'll carry you through any circumstance and you don't even have to like worry about the, the things that are coming at you anymore because you've built this like order of operations for yourself that if you just follow that through you're going to get through it in like a really positive manner and that's what i think you're you're helping these young these young people get is is a is a is a consistent and as a consistent framework for how to operate physically, and a consistent framework for how to operate mentally in a positive
0: way that's going to get them oriented in a positive direction, no matter what they're confronted with moving mm. forward. No, I I believe that as well. You know, your 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 habits dictate who you become and who you are. You know, because that's what you do on a consistent basis. Mm. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, they say that
1: like thoughts influence actions, actions influence habits. But you can create a habit that will influence your actions, mm-hmm. that will influence your thoughts. Like, it goes both ways. Yeah. So if you want to get where you're going, you can cheat. <laughs> you can start <laughs> with where you want to go and be like, oh, this feels good over time. Um, you were talking earlier about uh, the the creating the reward mechanism and, like, whenever they get that feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I had gotten pretty out of shape, like, whenever, like, like, when, like, I kind of I kind of fell off for a pile, like, you know woke personally, kind of got down, like, I was living in my warehouse, and my warehouse got destroyed, mm-hmm. like, went through, went through some hard times, you know, and uh, whenever I was the most out of shape, like, I told you, I'm 100 push-ups, sets, and squats a day, and doing an hour power walk, whenever I first started that, it was 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 push-ups a day, 10 set-ups a day, 10 squats a day, 10 minute power walk. And then I did do that for a few days. And I went to 11 push-ups, setups and squats. And an 11 minute a power walk. And mm-hmm. got all the way up to where I'm at now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's incrementally uh, improved every time I did it. And I knew, like, every time, like, got to the point where, like, I know I can do 56 push-ups. Because I did 55 yesterday. Even if I just do 55, take a three-minute break, and then <laughs> do one more, I can do it. Like, I can absolutely do that. And so there's something to, like having a, a long-term plan where you're incrementally going to be increasing, like, the difficulty and working in that reward mechanism concept, right? Because, like, that's what did it for me. It's like, I, I feel good for doing it. I'm happy I did it. And I know for a fact that I can do the thing tomorrow, even though it's going to be more than what I did yesterday. Um, like the book Holes. You ever read the book Holes? <clears throat> oh, my God. There's such... A, any... any Everybody around here Is red holes okay. And uh, And it's a book about This kid who like Goes to like What's supposed to be A summer camp But it really turns out To be like a fucking prison camp <laughs> They have them Digging holes All day every day Looking for Uh This buried treasure Uh huh And This like All set up by some stuff That happened Way in the past And basically Uh This man struck a deal With like a local witch So that he could like Charm the like most influential one around right and like, mm-hmm. uh the deal was is that you have to take this pig every day and walk it up the mountain and let it drink water from this particular stream and uh and every day he did that mm-hmm. and by the end of it he was lugging around a 300 pound hog up and down the mountain he was like super fit and super like physically able so that he was like physically attractive and he had the biggest hog and that was like the way that he was going to win over his dad mm-hmm. but at That's the end he like skipped the last day because something came up and like the hogs were the exact same size and he lost the girl and like all this <laughs> shit happened but like the <laughs> point is that in that, in that book uh, the guy got to where he was like worthy mm-hmm. by just carrying the same pick up the same route every day as it grew and got stronger by the virtue of just like doing more but was doing the same every day and it was just a, a slightly heavier weight that he was carrying. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this this process that we're talking about has been, like, identified in, like, works of fiction and nonfiction like, across the board. Like, there's something to it, right? Like, all these things that we're talking about, whether it be the, the, the orientation that they talked about in Holes, or whether me doing my push-ups and setups, or you doing what you're doing with your students, it's all, like, oriented at this same nugget of truth on the back end like whatever it is I don't think that we can really actually get there with monkey words mm-hmm. right like I think that we're always going to be like just falling short of it but like we're I can, I can see clearly that like well if you I and that book we're all oriented at the same like nugget of truth off in the distance mm-hmm. no I agree I have to I have to get that book
0: I, I think it a check to be able to read
1: Oh uh, well, I mean it's, a, it's old it's it's old like it's it's it's, it's I wouldn't read it I wouldn't I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't read it I wouldn't read it as an adult man they made us do it in, in high school mm-hmm. and like I fucking <laughs> resented it then like I'm not I'm not a big reader
0: though mm-hmm. uh,
1: the last thing that I read that I actually appreciated was uh, a book called the Shobo Genzo. Mm-hmm. and the Shobogenzo was like uh like Hinduism and Buddhism and uh, and those other like Eastern cultures they don't really have like Bibles; mm-hmm. they just have like compilations of texts from like the foremost thinkers in the schools of philosophy at the time, type shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Zen equivalent of this compilation of papers is the Shobogenzo. And uh, yeah, I really jive with that book Like the first couple paragraphs, I was like, "Ah, oh, these guys have seen the thing for sure." Um, they were talking about the thing that really struck me is that uh, awakened Buddhas can recognize other awakened buddhas by, uh, the other awakened buddhas being able to get into the flow state conversationally. Like whenever they're completely out of their own way, like they're just letting the truth that is on the back end just flow through them freely. That's how you can tell someone's like been there and seen the thing, right? Right. Because they're not having to think about it. They're not lying. They're not processing anything. They're just letting it flow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's how I like to think I am but also you know I'm having to do a podcast so you gotta like think about something here and then, like, uh, this one this podcast in particular can get pretty crazy um, we're keeping it kind of mild because you, cause you like coach kids and like I'm trying not to get Coach cancelled my god this is the first recording I've ever done where I was like having to be considered of potentially worrying about getting somebody cancelled I'm like man well, I'm I love Coacho. I I don't need like his next D1 athlete to walk out because puns talking about talking to God on DMT.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: (laughs) let's let's keep it a little mild so that that, that, some of the high school kids can can listen and not be completely, completely ran off. Can you imagine if, like, some Georgetown Karen, like, with the, like, traditional, like, I want to talk to your manager haircut, heard me talking about taking 10 tabs of LSD at the park. Vienna savage, <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep it. I've only I've alluded to it enough. I'm already skirting the line. We're gonna get Coach in trouble on here. I'm, I'm gonna take a drink of my drink. Reorient. Let's reorient. So, what do you have going on? Like, what do you what what's what's coming up on the horizon that you're looking forward to the most?
0: So. um there's, we did some little bit of renovations since you've been there the last time. I, I saw, saw y'all were doing, doing renovations when I was there, mm-hmm. and y'all it was coming along. So I have an a indoor uphill ramp inside, so That's we can dope. run heel sprints now. That is dope. Yep, I have a, a, a Proteus machine, which is like this three dimensional arm that gives. Uh, Accurate, opposite resistance, no matter which uh, direction you move it, move is it, kind of like you can equate it to working out underwater. So we can use it for rehab. We can use it. I use it a lot for rotational athletes like baseball players, softball so players. they can to there and do that, and it's, it's going to give them just them enough resistance for them to like build up that muscle. Yeah, and we can change the resistance. We can do workouts. But the biggest thing I get out of that is the power test and power analysis Kind of see where they're at and then I'm able to measure them, you know, months down the line to see their progression tangibly. And you and also get to measure dicks with your sure. coworkers. they <laughs> are like, bro, oh, I'm who, so, so, but the was so I'm much the, stronger than you, bro. Oh, oh, yes, we do that. that. We, we do we that. Of course, of <laughs> course. The day <laughs> I got that set up, it's like, all right, we're measuring dicks. Let's see. Let's see
1: who can throw the bigger right hand. Let's go. <laughs>
0: So we got we got that coming um, equipment wise, and then I'm really looking to uh, reach out, network, and get with more uh, groups and teams, and be able to work with uh, a lot of athletes at the same time as we grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've
1: noticed that. I noticed that, like even as I was leaving, we're definitely moving more in the direction of doing a bunch of group stuff, Mm -hmm. which which is is good. I mean, you guys like. Are popping so hard, you know what I'm saying? I you have know, so many people coming and going. Like, it, it makes sense to like just be like, "Hey, let's all gang up and do this together." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also, if like, there's something beneficial to doing it in a group, right? right? Like, like low key, like the members of the group kind of hold each other accountable, mm-hmm. and, like, develop some like good bonds, like and compete. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and compete too. So like, if you if you have like a buddy there who's holding you accountable and you're competing with, like that's like the
0: that's like the tip of the spear there. Yeah. So, we have that going on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And I also uh, brought in uh, a physical therapist. So, now we have uh, our physical therapist in-house uh, pretty much full-time. So That's dope. That's making a, a, a huge impact as well. So, one, one thing point that point I've seen recently is, like, uh, you know, I watch a lot of
1: mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which, we're going <laughs> to talk about some of that. Uh, but... I've seen where where now, like, you know, you get your ACL repaired, Mm -hmm. and, like, Like, that day, they've got you on on a bicycle with no resistance. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, is that, like, how how has the the rehabbing game changed recently? rehab has evolved
0: tremendously. uh, It seems like it's really rapidly changing now. Yeah, and, uh, like, a lot of the concepts behind, like, recovery and what you do for your rehab has changed, and it's a lot more progressive. Um... The surgeries in and of itself being both invasive and non-invasive with the laser technology has came so far that it's shortened the uh, recovery time and the time that we can get back to at least some physical activity and, and reworking the, the joint or the injured area, whatever it may be. And uh, that's why I think what our concept is and having it all under one roof, it is largely beneficial to the athlete because now you have cross communication between the physical therapist, the personal trainer, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, um, all working together to mm-hmm. help the athlete progress and recover from uh, injury and there's synergy there. Um, and, and, and mentally, too, it, it makes it a more comfortable situation for the client as well. So um, that's something that I'm very... Uh, proud of and that we do that. Kind That's really cool. Well, I know the. Uh, I know it's got to be nice if
1: you can go and get all that help from all those people, all in one place. So I have to run around the city, and also them being on like a clear, coherent plan together. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've heard of people uh, trying to rehab, do these different types of things, and like they're these things uh, don't necessarily align, right? Like you're doing, doing something for. One professional that's actually working against the other professional, wants you to do, um, because they have different schools of thought. Yep. And like at the end of the day, um, it's nice to have like a clear, coherent plan amongst the entire group of professionals that you have working
0: to help get you where you're going. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really cool. You guys are doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. All the exciting stuff that's kind of on the horizon. In fact. Well, what's what's happening personally, man? What what do you have going on personally that you're excited about coming up, man? Man, so let me see. Any fun trips? I, I've seen you on social media,
1: like living that living that ball in life. I see, I see, I see, I see like with like guys that are significantly <laughs> taller than you, and I'm like, holy shit, how fucking <laughs> tall are those people? Like, because you're <laughs> tall, like guys. Anybody who watches this podcast regularly, <laughs> typically, I am like, we're out of eye with people because. I'm in that <laughs> chair. That chair sits way lower than this
0: one. And, like, so Coach O's like, how tall are you? Uh, about 6'1", six 6'1 one, six one and a half. Mother, like, dude, you are not 6'1". Yeah. You are full of dog shit. I'm more wide than I am tall. Bro, I'm telling you right now, this man is taller than 6'1". He's being
1: modest. That You're only 6'1", whenever they put the tape on the wall wrong, bro. I don't believe it. Either way, um, so you're out hanging out with, like, basketball players and like, I give all kinds of dope the, ass people they're right now so uh, a lot of my high
0: school friends obviously have played basketball throughout the years and are much smaller than me so when I go to visit them my friends are six nine, six seven, six seven, six five. 6'7 uh, and those awesome. seasons are humongous yeah some of my athletes that I train and I go hang out with them or some of the coaches and players ex-players that I know I hang out with them and they're huge um but personally, for me, so I, we've had our new house built about six or seven months ago. So Wow, congratulations, man. Yeah. Congratulations. So that's been nice. Um, is it, you, you settled, settled in? in? Does it feel yeah. like, it feels like home? Yeah. Good. It's starting to now. We had a lot of projects and getting stuff done, so now it's really starting to feel like home. So that is probably the biggest change, and then just watching all my daughters grow up and and um, hanging around them has been fun, dude. I uh, I feel that man. I uh,
1: I'm a family man. Like I am family first. And like I said earlier, yeah, really. I won't send my son to daycare because mm-hmm. I'm here. Like why would I do that whenever I get to spend the time with him? Mm-hmm. and uh, like I'm so like I want to spend every second with my boy now because I know that eventually he's going to come of age and the state's going to be like alright he needs to go to school <laughs> and I'm going to have him no more you know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. going to be like in the evenings and like whatever so like I just have pretty much put most of everything aside so that I can spend this time with my boy right now and uh, I know it's incredible watching him grow up bro mm-hmm. my, bro Theo you know, watch out for the he going to be an all say like, <laughs> he's such a goon I love that boy so much it's so insane and uh, he's, he's like, like in the, the like, 90th percentile of size in every direction but like his, his BMI is in like the 44th percentile like he's like not chubby at all like, he's mm-hmm. just like big and stout and like already has like the V going on like he's like a, he's a goon like I'm telling you right now I want to get him get in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know When the appropriate age to do it is. Like, I think that, like, probably, like, 9 to 11 is probably the right age. I don't want to get him on it too early where whenever his brain really starts popping and he really starts wanting to do cool stuff, he's going to be like, well, I've been doing wrestling and I want to leave that now. Like, Mm -hmm, man, like I want to catch him right at that moment whenever he's like, oh, I want to do something. Mm -hmm. And I put him in it because ultimately
0: I want wrestling to be the diversion from football. So So I would say first grade so you think six, first grade six seven six seven ish somewhere in there um get them introduced to it yeah mm-hmm. okay I'll, th- I'll, I'll think on because that. i'm telling you everything has progressed so much now nine ten they're already in club wrestling like, the, the serious wrestlers are already in club wrestling. and have be been wrestling since they were with Tykes. And. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about, like, turning into a world champion. I just want him
1: to be able to go and, like, do something physical and, like, be a, be a young man. Like, compete physically. Try and dominate. Get dominated. Like, do the thing. Um, but I'm telling you right now, my ass has CTE. Like, bruh. <laughs> the other day... I tried tried to to walk into into the the kitchen kitchen and grab my phone like six times. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was shameful. I was so ashamed. I was like, wow, I'm
0: so upset that my brain doesn't work right now. I have a funny wrestling story. I don't know how many times I've told this, probably not very often at all. So, in high school, obviously, I played basketball and football. Those were my main sports. And I I was was pretty good. So, freshman year, I said... (laughs) I'm going to try out for wrestling, right? Never wrestled before, ever. Never Never put on a uniform. You guys got dropped on your head. No. So I put on the wrestling tights. <laughs> All right. Let me see what you can do. They put me in, a, in, the, in the thing with this kid. I don't even remember who the kid was, but he gave me a wedgie. Ah! So hard. I was done. I didn't come back to wrestling practice the second day. I was like, that was comfortable. I'm um, <laughs> not doing that again. Bro, I am. I, I felt I was done. That was the, the start and end of my wrestling career that one day. Bro, let, <laughs> let me bro.
1: find out. If <laughs> me and me are getting into a strap, We am going to be an atomic wedgie, bro. I'm <laughs> like, Coach O, this is a big humongous son of a bitch going to beat my ass. i got like, a wedgie, boy, <laughs> you. Get him out, out of here! <laughs> Walking right, right out to the truck, truck with a wedgie, but I
0: didn't even <laughs> think that was legal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know if it's necessarily legal. I just think that they like
1: were letting you fucking get this dog <laughs> off at practice because they're assholes. Yeah. Our coaches used to, uh, the way we would sell beef is they had a towel uh, and they had it wrapped in tape and they'd have the entire football team circle up around a wrestling mat. And they'd put those people with beef, fight over the bone. Whoever gets <laughs> the bone wins Shut up Don't about it Bro What wow, some hell-acious <laughs> Fights over that Goddamn bone um, One time Me and a Me and a, yeah, Sometimes yeah. They would do it As, a, as an activity For like they would make like Random people do it So that, like They could slip in Like real Beefs Mm-hmm. And like, he was like well, We weren't like Intentionally making Those two fight five We were just like Picking randoms mm-hmm. like, And place real stupid Within and mm-hmm. coaches mm-hmm. And they were just Letting people hash out Their beef bro mm-hmm. And uh, One day uh, we, didn't, we didn't have any beef But me and this Other big old oh, boy Aaron Gonzalez hmm. Aaron Gonzalez Humongous He's one of the rare Mexicans that's just like What happened to you? <laughs> like Y'all supposed to be tiny And you're like Six of y'all <laughs> like did uh, like you eat your triplets in the womb like what the fuck happened to you but so he's one of those you know mm-hmm. big old bean head big old hands <laughs> like just corn fat Mexican cats uh-huh. and uh bro, we fought that bone for like 10 minutes and we ripped it in half <laughs> and are uh, like all right let's draw <laughs> next next um But yeah, we ripped the bone in half. That was that was pretty like like, two guys who didn't have any beef had to go in there and fight it (laughs) off for no reason so that they could let the next (laughs) guys who had beef fight. We wanted to rip the bone in half. They'd go make a new one for the next fight real quick. Oh man. Some crazy crazy stuff stuff happened in football, football, man. Football Football, 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 football's like those those locker rooms, bro. Locker locker room talk I was I get in (laughs) trouble this day for locker room talk. Like (laughs) the, the the line between like healthy banter and shit talk and like camaraderie and like actual heinousness is so blurred for me <laughs> i hurt feelings every day i'm like come on man that was nothing i was bro it comes time to talk shit to people and like bro a hundred things left in my mind like, like if i ever having trouble like you see me like not talking it's because i'm like filtering through a million fucking things bro Especially if we're <laughs> just talking shit to one another. Oh, God damn. This <laughs> is, this fucking thing. My, my dad was a foreman uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in, like, a union, like, was like a construction worker. And all they did was talk shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness, they didn't even work. <laughs> they home and just talk shit to me and my brother and to Me my brother were sharpest in the whole school. I got voted most wittiest my senior year in the whole school. Mm-hmm. My brother got voted most wittiest <laughs> in the whole school this <laughs> senior year. <clears throat> one year after, after another. Oh. And so, no. like, my dad's a mess. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i don't, don't know where, where I, was I was going with it. <laughs> talking shit oh uh and so yeah people being soft man i'm like bro like that was like item 16 in my list like i was like that's too mean that's too mean that's too mean that's too mean all like, right this one this one let's try this one we like yes hurts my feelings i'm like bro fuck that I've been i'm in to monkey my podcast Studio, so i can talk all the shit i can, I can never get canceled, get canceled whatever bro it's like i'm too i'm too too rough around the edges for like my social social circle bro like we're (laughs) country boys so like i know that like tweenks in california are gonna hear this and just be like
0: Wah
1: screeches and purple hair so what brought you
0: to do the monkey mouse podcast like what was the like uh inspiration for you to kind of start man to to be be really really honest uh
1: I started my first podcast, which was, uh, the Kona Companion, which mm-hmm. is, Kona is the land of fire in the Naruto anime. Mm-hmm. Naruto is like one of the most popular animes on the planet, and I decided to do that one because I was going to do an episode by episode review of every episode of Naruto, and there's like a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. So I just had like, infinite content. I could make, I could make Kona Companions for the next 20 years. <laughs> okay? So, like, it was just something I could do where I could, like, sharpen my sword and get better, and frankly, I started doing it because I had a buddy. Who've been talking for forever about doing podcasting. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying that he needed someone to jump into it with him so that he could have someone to maintain accountability with and someone who he could like learn with and share experiences with and like build a network together with and like all mm-hmm. this, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, sure, sure, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Fine. See us give it a shot. And uh, and he literally produced one podcast and fell off the map. And I was just like, well. I do what I say I'm going to do. Yeah, and, like, like, told myself like, that I was going to yeah, do an episode by episode review of Naruto, Naruto and to completion. And I'm doing yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then, like, a couple weeks after that, um, my yeah. buddy Elias, who's the co-founder of Walking Mal mm-hmm. podcast, yeah, you know, yeah. typically sits over there, um, hit me up and was like, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast about cartoons or anime? And I was like, wow, fucking so synergetic. Like, yeah, I'm actively yeah. Doing, doing that right now. Sure. I'd love yeah. to have what the other person mm-hmm. was supposed to be and I, I loved like have someone like like bounce ideas off of and like we mm-hmm. learn and grow together cool sounds great and uh so we did it and it was like god awful like we we're doing it off our cell phones and like it's just bad in every way you can imagine it's bad bro um like we were trying to like cram like our thoughts about like three different cartoons into the single episodes of this podcast we were gonna talk about like one show called Close Enough one show called Invincible, and one show uh, Brick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with any of them? Mm-hmm. So Invincible is just like a really like hellaciously bloody and like brutal like superhero comic book that's been turned into a, a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Highly <laughs> recommend it. Close Enough <laughs> is like this Cartoon Network uh, spinoff that's produced by HBO and it's like the guys from
0: regular show You remember a regular show? Ever radio regular show? Mm-hmm. No Okay Well it's like A, a, a white house well, My collection. anime is Is very limited Well this is like, it's like These aren't even anime oh, They're okay. really like Stateside cartoons Which is the only mm-hmm. difference In an
1: anime and a cartoon Is an anime is a cartoon Produced in Japan They're all just cartoons They're limited by Gatekeep you on these mm-hmm. words Bro Weaves are weird Um, But uh, And then Rick and Morty's like was another cartoon That comes on uh, Cartoon Network And mm-hmm. we were gonna talk About them all And like bro These were turning into like two and a half hour like podcast. We just had a lot to say about each of these and we were like, we need to trim this down. And uh someday or another we were calling it something else. Um and then one day I was like, I just gotta like let my monkey mouth babble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was doing the being crazy. <laughs> like that's when the monkey mouth gets a going. And I mentioned that to Mikey and he was like, full stop, fuck this episode that we're recording.
0: Like we need to stop everything. We need to like switch this brand
1: up to Monkey Mouth. Like that's exactly what we need to do. And I was like, alright, cool. And, uh, so then I had my, so that, that's the, that's the, that's the thing that got me into it is trying to do it with a buddy and then that falling through and then someone else kind of spontaneously and synchronously, like synchronously hitting it at just the right time. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, it's kind of a companion, which is my honor to the podcast. There's armchair martial arts, which wanna to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Um it's been almost an hour, so I might we might not get to this time. Uh, we might not get to the mixed martial arts stuff. God forbid we be teed up for our next podcast. <laughs> but uh then I've got uh Shut Up You'll Listen, which is like Mikey's edition of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's like effectively like Joe Rogan podcast with Mikey. You know, yeah, like man. how this was just like a bullshit about whatever. It's, it's him. Except he like how I lean into like self help and mental health and uh, my philosophy and stuff He leans into like What's happening now He'd have talked about Queen Elizabeth dying He'd have talked about Whatever Trinity things happening On whatever Social media platform Like whatever He'd expect to Like typical a course he plugged into The internet To be aware of it mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, We also have Friday Which is uh, Mikey's solo podcast Which is basically His edition of The Kona mm-hmm. Companion Except it's about uh, Futurama mm-hmm. um, It's, it's an, episode an episode By episode review Of Futurama Uh, And we've got The Ones Who Woke Up, which is the one that we're on right now. Uh, And then we're working on some other stuff with some other guys who are going to come in and start probably working in here. um, Who we've developed some relationships with. Kind of like we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. uh, Similar situations. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot going on with With Monkey Mouth. mouth. It's It's a lot of fun, man. The 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 main thing thing is that that I've done a lot of stuff for profit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. My my drone dispatch company where we contract out commercial drone operations is brought through another drone pilots, that's like my for profit play. Mm -hmm. Then Rad Extremities, my cannabis company is like the good karma play. Like bro, we help people with fibromyalgia and like people who like struggle with sleep and like all kinds of stuff. Like it's nothing but good karma. Mm -hmm. And then this is my like personal fulfillment Mm -hmm. one. This is where like I get to go and say what I want to say, when I wanna say it, how I wanna say it with people that I wanna say it with. I get to spend time with interesting people. I get some you know and it's like nothing but good right like interesting conversations with people who i appreciate putting good vibes out there into the world hopefully making like some positive ripples, right and so that's that's the ultimate goal man it's just like really enjoying myself to the fullest like this space is so inexpensive it's basically like dropping the bucket like it's whatever i, I can keep this afloat forever for and it costs pretty much nothing to keep up and going and so i just come up here and have like the best time that i can i mean we've got whiskey We've got anything you want, <laughs> and so uh, it's, I try to have a good time. And one thing that uh, Mikey, Mikey always likes for us on uh,
0: the way out of the podcast is, how do you feel about the studio, man?
1: I love it. I felt like it was uh, inviting. I felt like
0: uh, you guys decorated it pretty cool, true to yourself. You got all the necessary equipment here, the refreshments. It was uh, some place that I could come and feel relaxed when I'm, you know, doing the podcast. Well, man. On that note,
1: I really appreciate you uh, coming in, and it's been a really awesome time. And uh, maybe uh, on the way out, uh, give yourself one final shout out, like who you are, what you're doing, where they can find you, what people can do to support Coach O. Absolutely. So again, Coach Otis,
0: Coach O, Fat Fitness, Texas, and Georgetown, Texas, 1019 West University Avenue, Wolf Ranch Center. So Fat Fitness is. A variety of different things our main in this service would be sports performance training but we do traditional personal training as we've done with Josh we do amazing (laughs) group training we do uh, gym memberships and a full service of recovery be it cryotherapy chiropractic physical therapy uh, myofascial release compression therapy I could go on and on you have to come check us out uh, we also have a variety of modalities: a basketball court, turf field, batting cage. It's an incredible facility. Yeah, a unique concept. So, if you're hearing this and you got any interest in fitness or athletics or improving yourself and getting better in that realm, please come see us. And, dude, I can speak from personal experience. Whether you're whether you're like
1: someone who's just starting their fitness journey, like no matter no matter how out of shape you're. Like, it's going to be a a, a caring, open environment. There's no judgments. They're going to support you along your journey. And like I said, it doesn't matter if you're someone who's 400 pounds trying to get off the couch for the first time and get going, or whether you're someone who's trying to go get a D1 scholarship or anywhere in between that spectrum. These guys are going to find a way to take care of you, and I can say that from personal experience. And, and so, Coach o, Joe, dude, it's, been, it's been, been such a pleasure. A pleasure. Thank, Thank you so much, much for coming Thank out. Guys. guys, that's another edition of The Ones Who Woke Up. You guys right. are kings. Peace, guys. That was dope. Thank, Thank you, man.